Jan Swift, and you're listening to Nourish Your Health at Every Age. The choices we make every day impact our health for the good or the bad. This podcast features guests who share the latest information on how people of all ages may achieve optimal health and wellness. We're grateful for the support of Raider, which offers a complete fleet of IT solutions for businesses of all sizes. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work, we understand. If you're wondering if Raider can help your business, please visit RaiderSolutions.com. Our guest today is holistic nurse Kimberly Tebow, owner and founder of Kerma Holistics, a nursing approach. Kimberly graduated from UL Lafayette in nursing in December 2012. She is a board-certified holistic registered nurse, a certified acupressure practitioner, and a registered yoga teacher. We're here to discuss the field of holistic nursing and how Kimberly helps people achieve optimal wellness through holistic coaching, acupressure, guided imagery, therapeutic yoga, mindfulness, relaxation, and meditation. Kimberly, we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. <laughs> Welcome to Nourish Your Health at Every Age. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Well, I want to thank you for reaching out to me. You contacted me because you are um, you're really interested in helping people get beyond the... Um, I guess the idea that it's just like you go to the doctor and get medicine or you follow a diet and everything's going to be well. You really want to look at the whole person. Absolutely. Yeah. So it being the whole person um, and because I'm a holistic registered nurse, um, it's not the normal nursing care that you would regularly get. Um, so we don't do a normal head-to-toe assessment with a stethoscope and checking your pulse and everything with your heart rate. So basically what I do is I talk with my clients to see how they're doing. How are they experiencing life? How are their relationships? How are they showing up with themselves and within their, their families? Um, so really and truly, it's taking the whole person into account. Um, I have a question. You studied traditional nursing at UL, and then you went on and became certified. So the typical nursing programs are what we think of uh, a nurse working under the supervision of a doctor Mm -hmm. and, uh, I guess, following the traditional Western medicine path. So I want you to talk about what, I guess, what spurred you to go into this field as we talk about what you do. Yeah, for me, um, whenever I was at UL, they actually had a complimentary and alternative medicine course. And I took it and I was hooked. I loved everything about it because it brought so much more into nursing care. Um, And so for me, I knew that I wanted to be outside of the hospital walls and I wanted to be out in the community to really cycling back to how can I use my gifts to help others and my interests and my passion. And maybe keep them out of the hospital. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. prevention and really healing from things that may have happened along your life. Like you said, you know, diet, we're so used to this word diet. Mm -hmm. So for me, I look at it as more nourishment. Are you nourishing your body and all of the choices that you make, whether it be um, your food choices, your relationship choices, how you speak to yourself? All these different aspects really make up a a whole person. Mm -hmm. And so that is the difference between 
um, regular doctor's appointments and coming to see me is because no, I don't work under a physician because he practices medicine and nurses in the hospital. We follows those medical orders. Mm -hmm. And in my office, we don't, we don't go into medications. The only time that I really involve the medicinal, um, lingo is more along the lines of the diagnoses. So if your doctor said that you diagnosed you with cancer, mm -hmm. so for me, I only look at that diagnosis to see what is your body going through? What is the condition that your body is going through? And with that being said, just like with cancer, it's your body's going through a whole different cascade of events in comparison to something like depression. Right. So being able to really see what condition the body is in, then I can see what that inner environment's going through mm -hmm. and then what the person is experiencing by telling me their story. So bridging into that, the first appointment that I see clients, most of the time I sit there and say, tell me your story. Mm -hmm. Do people open up? Oh, absolutely. Like, I just saw absolutely. it Absolutely. So. <laughs> it's just like... Where do I begin? I was born, you know? Yes. <laughs> some people take me on the timeline and then uh -huh. some people, it's just like there are things that come up that they didn't even know. Like one oh. person comes in for something you know, that she thinks her hormones are out of balance. So she came in for that. And really and truly, there were a lot of childhood events that was causing this emotional upset within her. So working with her to dive in and go inward through things like meditation, mindfulness, mm -hmm. all these different practices, um, acupressure, all of these different practices really help her to heal those areas. So you listened and I guess you're intuitive. Yes, you must intuition really deep is listening, huh? absolutely deep listening is a huge part of it. And intuition mm -hmm. is my foundation. And you know, it's funny in mainstream medicine, a lot of what we go off our labs, which is well-respected, right? We need that. We need me uh, mainstream medicine just as much as we need holistic care too. Mm -hmm. So that's why in, in, in the Cajun country down here, I knew that we needed something different. And in holistic nursing, like I said, once I was in UL and I was in that class, I was like, okay, we need this here. Mm -hmm. Our people, our Cajun culture deserves this unique and wholesome care. Right. And when you say wholesome and whole, going back to the whole, uh, Kelly Cobb was our first guest, Dr. Kelly Cobb. She's mm -hmm. a holistic MD. Mm -hmm. And she's one of the first people that really explained this to me. And we've had other guests on that talk about looking at the whole person. And I'd, I'd like you to talk about that because you can, you can look at me but yet there are probably things that are underlying that are, I guess, spurring me to have bad habits or maybe oh, causing yeah. me not to sleep well. Or, Absolutely. Um, it's a spiritual thing. It's an emotional thing. It's mental. Yeah. It's physical. And so are most practitioners, I just want to kind of get that out of the way. This isn't yeah. mainstream in this area yet, but it is around the country and other places. Yeah. I mean, there are... In the uh, national board, uh, the American Holistic Nurse Association mm -hmm. is actually in Kansas. And we have a, um, a chapter that's actually in New Orleans, I believe. I'm hoping one day we can bring it to Lafayette. We can bring one to Lafayette. Mm -hmm. but um, <laughs> You need to be able to fill the room first. <laughs> one project at a time. <laughs> But, but yes, yeah, so this is nationwide. Mm -hmm. Um, and so bringing it here is, 
is my is my passion, is my journey. And I'm so thrilled to be able to pioneer through it. Yes, it has its hard times because, you know, we're so used to the mainstream and that's it. That's mm-hmm. the period at the end of the sentence. But what's important is to remember that there, that period is non-existent. Really and truly, that's a comma. What else is there? Because that's why I call it complementary care, which is, has been coined for years, mm-hmm. um, because it is. It's complementary. It's complementary to mainstream. It's complementary to physical therapy, chiropractic care, um, your primary care physician. So you continue on with your normal care that you're going through. I'm just a complement of that. So I really sit at the center and say, okay, how are you coping with these diagnoses? How are you coping with this back pain? How is it impacting your, your marriage or your, um, your life, your hobbies, all of these different things. And believe it or not, things like pain, it's a complex diagnosis in this short little word because it impacts you holistically. But we're so focused on those pain receptors Mm -hmm. with the medicine that we forget about the other end of the Mm -hmm. spectrum with things like pain and cancer and all of these things. So for me, it's really taking that whole person into account, mind, body, emotion, spirit. Um, and I wanted to touch base on the part that you said, you know, where some people, they're, they're just like, well, I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. Yeah. How would I know to go? And so I sometimes I make up words. <laughs> and one of the things that I, I thought about, it's like our culture is in this finite state. Like we are stuck in just being fine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can relate, but I'm so used to being, I'm fine. Everything's oh, yeah. good. Because you don't want to burden people. And also, you know, where do you begin? Exactly. If, if they really want to know. <laughs> do we have exactly five hours? How you're doing, you know, like, okay, let's sit down for, you know, half an hour or so. And- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so for me, it's like taking that fine out it, mm-hmm. fine itis out of the cultural norm mm-hmm. and saying, how can we be. I'm fulfilled. When someone asks you, how are you doing? I am joyful today. Like these words are not things that you hear very often. You hear, I'm okay. Eh, You know, Mm -hmm. I'm living, I'm doing, you know, (laughs) you hear all these words. But my goal for people is just to empower them to be more than fine. Mm I want to share a quote I heard recently from an older podcast that Wayne Dyer was on, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about the power of words as you are, Mm -hmm. and reminding people that I am was the name for God in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so when you say I am, you're talking about God. Mm -hmm. And so when you use positive terms, at Mm -hmm. least if you can, I mean, sometimes you just can't, Yeah. but instead of saying I'm okay or I'm fine, it's, you know, I'm... I am healthy, trying to bring in those mm-hmm. visuals of what your optimal goal is. And so Absolutely. I know that's part of it. I, I want to get through some of the things you do, but let's talk about a, a typical person that comes to see you. <clears throat> like, you know, are, is it more women than men? When do people come to you? Like, who's a typical So person? it's funny that you ask me that because I have said this recently, and I think it's funny, but it's true that you can really take any person off the street, like wherever, and say, you know, Kim, talk to this person. What can you do for this person? And after them telling me their story, there's at least five things that I know guarantee that I can help them with. Because in today's stressors, stress management, you know, going inward and being connected with your body 
is the utmost important. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we have straight away, you know, we straight away from being connected within ourselves and within our relationships. So just like people saying I'm fine within themselves, they're saying that in their relationships also. So if we aren't fulfilled internally, then how are we truly fulfilled within our relationships and within, you know, all of these other aspects of life? So really, anybody could be coming to you. Absolutely. But who typically do you see? Is it somebody that thinks, I really need to dig deeper and get some help? Huh? Whoever wants change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, I, you <laughs> whoever, know, I think I got that from whoever, your website. Whoever wants change uh-huh. is whoever doesn't want to say, go up in the morning, wake up in the morning and say, I'm fine, but they want to be fantastic right. or they want to be fulfilled or they want to be living from this space of um, just tapping into the essence of their life, Mm -hmm. that is the people that I see. The people that are just eager to change and to change for the better for themselves and to tap into Mm -hmm. the essence of who they are as a person. May I read from your website? Absolutely. Kerma Holistic? Kerma Holistics. Dot net. Dot net. I have the tools and understanding to help you to create the life you imagine and get a renewed sense of self. I can help you change the way you experience life Focusing on your empowerment and vitality, you will gain the tools to venture through life's obstacles with grace. Another phenomenal effect of increasing your empowerment and vitality is becoming a more resilient being. Well, who doesn't want all that? Exactly. You know, it's like being a it's like being a small child, like just having that that freedom to be mm-hmm. yourself, right? Not Absolutely. being embarrassed about things and not thinking, oh, I don't look good or Absolutely. I don't and feel good. And you know, good. it's funny. Sometimes I'll tell my clients, I'm like, okay, your growth work, because I call it growth work or peace scriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Say that again. Peace Peace scriptions. Yeah. A lot of times I'll put like um, either affirmations or certain mantras and mantras and affirmations. Affirmations are more positive um, sentence and mantras are like one of the mantras that I use a lot with my um, patients that experience anxiety is observe, don't absorb. So meaning observe life rather than absorbing life stressors. Um, and, and try to fix everything. Exactly. Because yeah. that's where that underlying anxiety and the, that's where that underlying um, apprehension comes from mm-hmm. is just that control factor and wanting yeah. to control the exterior to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you find but, that's common? Oh, yeah. Oh, anxiety is, is a normal part of who we are as human beings, but because we not... Not everyone is emotionally intelligent within themselves to say, oh, this emotion is coming up and I know how to deal with it. So it just spirals. So a lot of people that deal with things like anxiety or a lot of anger, things like that, it's like it's they don't understand their anger. So it's how am I going to process this anger, mm-hmm. anxiety, nervousness, all these different emotions? And if they don't understand that within themselves, how can they process it? So they're reacting to things rather exactly. than stopping and exactly taking a step back exactly before they blow up exactly. or before they exactly whatever. Because there's a lot of ways <laughs> and it's like, we, we cope. and it's almost like that judgment factor. Like I'm judging myself for feeling these things instead of stepping back and saying, why am I feeling this? Mm-hmm. You know, where mm-hmm. is this coming from? Right. So a lot of what I do gives tools to get that curiosity and tying back with where I was going to go was that curiosity. And I, I tell my clients, you know, look at life through the lens of a child. 
Be curious about your life instead of judgmental. And so what's an example? Like, can you share that? Like, okay, for instance, anxiety. So there are certain things that trigger people to be nervous. And then really saying, okay, what makes me nervous about it? Being curious about it instead of judgmental. Because for me, um, growing up, I've always had trouble with speaking my voice and staying true in my voice and speaking. You mean from, not just the voice, you're talking about the, the honest, exactly. honesty about what and you're thinking. And not being judged. Mm-hmm. Um, so with speaking my truth, it was always very difficult. And so then in college, I was doing this, um, I was in front of class doing this project and I just panicked. And so instead of taking the curious route, I took the fear and judgment Mm -hmm. route. Mm -hmm. So then I couldn't finish. Thankfully, I was doing it with one of my friends and she saw like, whoa, Kim, I'll jump in. I had that as a young woman too. It's like I was being choked. I couldn't speak. And I had a little knot in my throat. Oh, yeah. And so with that being said, now it's like if I'm starting to feel that, like coming here today, part of that little girl in me was just like, oh, God. Were you nervous? (laughs) Yes. And so then I had that curious child eye and I said, okay, let me be curious about this. What am I actually nervous about? Mm-hmm. Am I nervous about speaking my truth and my passion or am I nervous about being judged or judging myself because if something doesn't go perfect? Mm-hmm. And so along with this fine-itis that I, I talk about, we also have this preconceived notion that we have to be perfect in life. We do, I you know? know, especially women. Yes. They don't want to look flawed. Exactly. So we are conditioned, especially with the media, social media, mm-hmm. everything can be photoshopped that it's like, oh, well, we need to be perfect and we need to get our kids' birthday parties are really elaborate nowadays. <laughs> Having a one and a half year old, that's pressure putting a birthday party oh on nowadays. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's like, you know, just having that perfect brewing above you mm-hmm. is something that really gets to a lot of people and including myself. Mm-hmm. So it's really, that's where that curious eye comes in is saying, I'm curious to know why I'm nervous or to know why mm-hmm. instead of judging and saying, snap out of it. Right. So you're, you're, you're still licensed as a nurse and you're certified as a holistic nurse, but you're Honestly, right now you're practicing as a coach. Is that kind of like, does that, does that fit the umbrella of all the services you offer with yoga? So nursing, it's funny that you ask that because nursing is an umbrella in itself. Um, because as you know, there are different specialties. So holistic nursing is a specialty under nursing practice. So whenever I see clients, I see them with nursing foundation. So with nursing theory and foundation, that is what I follow um, through the basis of my practice. But I continued education after um, traditional nursing school mm-hmm. to be able to offer all of these specialized approaches like acupressure. Like the reason why I went back and did my yoga teacher training is to infuse it into this holistic nursing practice because I wanted to know more about where meditation came from, where this mm-hmm. mindfulness came from. And it's funny, last night, um, I was looking through my Nanda nursing book and it's, um, the nursing diagnosis book. 
And so nursing in itself has a whole group and has an association behind their diagnoses. A lot of people don't realize that. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So nursing in the hospital, mm-hmm. outside of what the, the orders that the physicians give, we create what's called a nursing care plan. And it follows nursing diagnoses. And then under those diagnoses, they have in, they have interventions to implement. And then the outcomes, are they, you know, are the patients fulfilling those goals? Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, going with pain, you know, giving medication, helping with relaxation, all of these things. And are they fulfilling that goal, the outcome of pain relief? So for me in my practice, I follow the foundation of these nursing diagnoses, of the interventions, of the implementation assessment, et cetera, but I just don't have the medicinal aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So say someone came into me for came, came into my office for pain, I would follow that foundation, but I would be doing relaxation, meditation, mm-hmm. mindfulness, body awareness, therapeutic yogic practices, mm-hmm. acupressure, you know, because acupressure is really good for releasing tension. Um, so they have all these different aspects that I infuse that I went into specialized to infuse into my mm-hmm. nursing practice. So that's what makes it a little bit different than traditional nursing. You had a quote you had shared with me, and I know that you don't want to see people just turning to medication. You want to let the body heal itself with guidance. And uh, this is from Florence Nightingale. It's so beautiful. Nature alone cures. What nursing has to do is to put the patient in the best condition for nature to act upon him or her. And I guess that's true. Um, You know, I learned in my early 50s, I, I just started having tremendous back problems, neck, back, and I'd have to be in meetings, like day-long seminars and mm-hmm. stuff for the work I did. And I couldn't sit after about 30 minutes. I just, it was horrendous. And it, it just coincidentally, which not coincidentally, there was a lot of stuff going on in my life at that time. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I realized, you know, I wasn't aware of my body. I wasn't honoring my body. And I think the tension just made me so tight everywhere. And then I would compound it with probably sitting ineffectively, yeah. not doing enough stretching because mm-hmm. I'd stopped doing Pilates because of work and mm-hmm. all these different things cascaded. But I had a couple of stressors, you know, that just sent me over the edge. Yeah. And it, it took... And you know that saying, it's a pain in my neck. <laughs> It actually manifests sometimes. Right. It's oh, a it was pain, horrible. you know, so down my back exactly. and my leg. Exactly. So Ooh, I mean, I, I couldn't get relief from, you know, even chiropractic. I couldn't get relief from physical therapy. It took a massage therapist. I went in, and she goes, "You have one leg that's like a half an inch shorter. Your mm-hmm. muscles are pulling up." And she just kind of fixed it, and mm-hmm. it, the pain went away. And I yeah. thought, what? <laughs> I've been going through this for two years. So and that's a the little beauty. simple yeah. massage. That's the beauty of... But it wasn't simple, was it? No. <laughs> she diagnosed me. That's the beauty mm-hmm. of holistic care is, mm-hmm. you know, you have all these different phenomenal aspects in medical care. And so what we do, we can do is, is bounce off of each other. Mm-hmm. The massage therapist, the holistic nurse, the physical therapist, the chiropractor, the... Um, primary care physician and the specialists outside of just the primary care general medicine, you have all of those specialists. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of medicine is, is that we are so far advanced that we can all balance off of each other. 
You know, I mean, like you said, all of a sudden you felt all of this, but you also had stress. So had we known each other back then, I could have worked with you mm-hmm. with your stressors. So it may have been easier to sit because not many people know, but sitting in meditation is very uncomfortable if you're going through a lot. And so I, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you can easily go and Google a meditation on on anything, but and, and you will get something out of that. But having someone there to support you, if, if the first five minutes is too much, then that is a hundred times better than sitting there and then becoming fearful mm-hmm. or resentful towards meditation in itself because it was uncomfortable. Right. And then something that could have been so such a good remedy for you, then you're turned off by it. So that is one of the big things that I do is I support in a sense of like, and I use the onion analogy, you know, healing has so many different layers to it. So you're not going to just take the onion and cut it in half. No, me and my clients, we take the onion of what's going on and we peel back whatever's comfortable for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned in meditation, you know, for years I'd heard people say they, they, um, listen to God, like they prayed mm-hmm. and they, they heard God. And I, I would ask people, I, I feel like an idiot now, but I was probably your age. I'd ask people, well, how do you hear God? Like, you know, cause you're praying <laughs> yeah. and I learned, but if we're talking, we can't hear, but I mm-hmm. learned through meditation that I guess it is God. I mean, I know it's God, but when you finally quiet your mind and you just don't think you have to learn to quiet your mind. So my perception, but then you you get yeah. your intuition. Yeah, it's it's your own. It's your inner intuition. advisor. Yeah, it is. But I believe it's God. It's our oh, Holy absolutely, Spirit. absolutely. And that is that seed within it took a while all of for us. That to hit me though. I- <laughs> but for me, it's like the thing that I like is that I've always said that ever since I really got turned on by meditation, I think that prayer we're sending up our words, and meditation helps God's answers come back down. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's this conversation of prayer and meditation. Yeah, up and down. You're up doing and down. Your, your hands yeah. up and down. <laughs> but it's it's you know asking God through you know respectfully. Through prayer, yeah. Hopefully praying for others. Yes. But then you have to be still and quiet to be able to listen. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes nothing comes, and sometimes it's profound. But sometimes it comes through your back pain. Yeah. So and I didn't get that. Yeah. That was but that's, sad. That's a big thing with me is that we really get to the root of, hey, what is your back pain trying to tell you, for instance, for whoever may come in for that? Or if you have, you know, if somebody has certain symptoms at a certain time of day, Mm -hmm. um, in acupressure, they actually, it's called the body clock. And at certain times of day, it has to do with a certain meridian system. So acupressure is off of traditional Chinese medicine. And this is why I call it like the gumbo pot or the jambalaya pot of (laughs) nursing because I really infuse so many different traditional ways of approach into this one beautiful blossoming flower of healing. Um, So... Um, so yeah, so that is my favorite part is that I like to pull from places that are so different, but they can all coexist, Mm -hmm. you know? So we present to you, I guess we're all different. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody might come in and they just have a different temperament. If if they're somebody that's a type A personality Mm -hmm. and can't sleep and they're stressed versus somebody coming in that just wants to be a more mindful uh, intentional yeah. in their life. I mean, yeah. you, 
Can you can you read people when oh, they come absolutely. in? Oh, absolutely. One time I had um, I had this girl and she she was doing all the right things. Like, her diet was pristine. Uh-huh. Like, well, let me not say diet. Her nourishment was pristine for she was meditating every day. She was praying. She was having the right foods. She but she just couldn't you know, it was just too much. She would just get overwhelmed. She would get exhausted, fatigued, all of these things. And I looked at her and I was like, you're a doer. You're being too much. You're doing too much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're approaching healing as if your body is a mechanical system. And it's another full-time job, huh? Yes. Mm -hmm. So for her, one of the big things is I taught her how to let go of that, really balancing out because if we pull too far on one side, then the other side is lacking. So she needed to rest just as much as she was doing. So whenever I was in yoga teacher training, my teacher um, brought up from her teacher that he used this analogy. Healing is kind of like archeology. span You have the brush and the poker. So that's a very um, professional way to say it, poker, <laughs> but the pick. And so whenever they're they're discovering like bones and, and various things mm-hmm. or rocks or whatever they're digging for, um, it's either you choose the brush or you choose the pick. And same thing with healing. Either you choose the brush and you brush away a little bit uh-huh. or you choose the pick and it's time to really dig in. But it's learning to differentiate what is the right time when. And that's also a big part of that support that I give. Mm -hmm. What is appropriate when? Because I'm not going to do anything, you know, for my clients that I think is too invasive. Because that's one of the big things in nursing. Least invasive first. So we really go in there with a lot of care Mm -hmm. and a lot of love. We're not trying to sprint here. We're running a marathon to really help people to heal for the long haul. Right. You know? Right. And I mean, honestly, I've had people after the first appointment say, oh, I feel so much better. I'm like, no, no, that's just the start of it. <laughs> but they probably unloaded exactly. a lot, right? They just were being able to, mm-hmm. it's, I, I really worked hard to create a sacred space for people to be able to be vulnerable and open. And it's confidential. And it's completely confidential. Um, and so that sacred space in itself it helps people to just open up and just to just be themselves because I am a neutral observer to then create a care plan that is solely focused on you and your health mm-hmm. and your healing and your wellness. Um, so, so with that being said, it's, it's a, it's a really different, um, it's a unique way of going about it. And like I said, some people find in the first appointment that they've changed so much, the, Two months, I can't tell you. I have had people that have said their relationships have changed in great ways. The way that they view their their career has changed. You know, yeah, it's not as stressful for them anymore. Not because they changed careers per se, but they changed the lens on how they look at their career. Mm-hmm. So it's really changing how people experience the life around them. Because it the eye, it's, it's whatever's in the beholder. The eyes are... 
I mm-hmm. forget how to say that um, saying. Well, beauty but, is in the eye of the beholder. Yes, there you yeah. go. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I, I know you want life to be beautiful for people, yes. not just okay. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's like you're a psychologist too, but this, <laughs> you didn't have psychology on your list of uh, well, educational that's where, tools. That's <laughs> where the umbrella of nursing comes mm-hmm. in because in nursing school, we do take a lot, we take a lot of psychology and I've had um, a counselor tell me that they were like, you know, a lot about my field, but it's funny because we take psychology, but with a nursing twist. So everything under this umbrella, you know, I don't do any kind of, I'm not a therapist or counselor or anything like that. So everything is with nursing intention. Like Jean Watson has this whole plethora of, 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 of information on just caring alone. We have evidence-based studies on nursing communication, that the way nurses communicate is so much more involved than a normal conversation. Mm -hmm. So just speaking to nurses at the bedside, you know, coming to my office, different environments, just speaking to a nurse changes things. Right. Right. Well, um, I know another thing you shared with me is that you, you're not trying to fix your clients. You look at each person as being whole and perfect just as they are. Mm -hmm. So it really is a different approach than going to the doctor to find out what's wrong. We're finding what's right and Uh we're applauding it and we're going in that direction, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's the compliment to finding what needs some attention and then also finding what is the strength and going with those strengths and playing into those strengths and saying, Hey, let's sit here for a little while. Let's really flourish in these strengths to where, you know, that this diagnosis that you just received is not all of you. It doesn't define you. It's not who you are. It's just a part of your experience right now. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned too, when we were first speaking over the phone, um, that people will show up sometimes and they don't realize that a, a past trauma is what's really still informing their actions and mm-hmm. their thoughts. And I found that really interesting because <clears throat> it just seems like, well, that's ancient history. But it's not. But muscle it's, has memory. They say that in physical working out and everything. Oh, your muscle has memory. It'll just rebuild if you start doing these workouts again. But also muscle has memory because we hold, you know, just like when you're stressed out, that cortisol influx. Mm-hmm. So your body holds on to that. That's where tension lies in your muscles, etc. So, you know, whenever we go through traumatic events, our body has a memory of that. So it stays with us unless we take care of that, that aspect of ourselves. And I say it like that because we may be holding it in a certain muscular system or a certain organ system, you know, and then all of a sudden this certain organ system is not functioning as well. Mm-hmm. Like say, okay, for example, if you have a lot of um, stomach issues, mm-hmm. To me, I would ask, are you not digesting something in your life properly? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to make sense of this because it's it's such a new concept for yeah. me. Yeah. So as an example, the back pain I mentioned. Yeah. What do you think that is? So it, is there my like first question, thing? my first question is, you know, with the back, that is your your foundation. That is what holds you up. Mm-hmm. So are there has there been certain things in your life in your foundation? that has caused weaknesses, that maybe it's not helping hold you up and keep you um, 
con not confident. Um, the word's not coming to me that I, I, I want to use, but basically your structure system is not as strong as it could be mm -hmm. because maybe certain things got to you over the span of your life to make, make your spine weak. Like, have you heard the term like, Oh, that person's spineless. Yeah. So yeah. all of these, um, all these catch catchy things that we say about our body, mm -hmm. it's not an accident, you know, because yeah. literally our bodies respond um, to the things that we go through and to how we perceive them. Mm -hmm. Because some people, some people feel their nervousness in their stomach. Some right. people feel it in their throat. That's right. Some I feel people it. Th yeah. feel it in their heart. Some mm -hmm. people feel it every which like. Some people feel it different ways. Mm -hmm. So that's why everything that I work with people on, it's a matter of perception. It's a matter of experience. Mm -hmm. So you could have had the same event that say if you had a twin sister and she went through the same event, it you will experience it different than she experiences it, even if you're identical twins. Because the way you view life and the way you emotionally, hormonally, those neurotransmitters are approaching life is different because mm -hmm. you're two different people. Mm -hmm. You know? This is so it's so <laughs> interesting. Wow. Because you know, we we typically think of uh, I'm just thinking mainstream again, but you go to the doctor mm -hmm. and then you get medicine if you think you need it or they think you need it, and then you go see a therapist or mm -hmm. you then you go to the gym and you might fit in a massage or yeah. a facial but this is like looking at the whole so being. we have we have a new a new person in town yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have a new little aspect of health and like i said before you know all of these other things they are are beautiful aspect to health it's just i'm just another little snowflake in the in the storm in the blizzard but you to know? have to have someone get you to think about your yeah. life especially as you age. It's not on accident. Yeah. We live life on purpose. And, you know, our bodies do anyways, even if we're not mindful of that. Mm -hmm. But really taking care and really living life on purpose is where it's at. You know, really saying, why do I wake up in the morning? What, what wakes me up in the morning? Let me do those things. Mm -hmm. You know, right now I'm really, you know, we're we're all our own guinea pig and I'm forever doing self-work. You can ask my husband, <laughs> but I'm forever doing self-work because that is a part of my promise to my clients is that I will continue my self-work because if I don't, then how can I help them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can I be that vessel if I'm not doing it within myself? Mm -hmm. You know? So one of my things is creating a good ritual in the morning um, and I like ritual instead of routine because it has this sacredness to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so much more soul speaking than saying, oh, I'm getting back into my routine. So if you say I'm, I'm getting this movement ritual or this exercise ritual, it takes a different toll to it. You know, and for me, it's getting a new self-care ritual in the morning and the, in the evening because I have a one and a half year old. Hard, it huh? kind of like threw me for a loop mm -hmm. just you know, those new parenthood things, those human things that, you know, come up, but it's important to come back. You know, it's all a part of our spiritual journey. Some people are like, well, I just really don't feel spiritual right now because I'm going through A, a, a through Z. And it's like, but it's all a part of our process. It's all a part of our journey. If we use it as tools to do so, to make us better. 
It's looking at the things that happen as a blessing instead of a curse. Like, how can we make it a blessing? Mm-hmm. You know? I know as people age, especially the elderly, you know, they typically just don't get as flustered because they they know that they're, they've survived mm-hmm. a lot. But I'm also thinking at middle age, like the crisis, a lot of people, mm-hmm. whatever middle age is these days, I think it's because people look back and they're like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And they might go too far. It might be yeah, too it's much. Yeah, it's an overcorrection. Overcorrection. <laughs> but, they're, but they're waking up going, yes. oh man, life yeah. is just... It's halfway it's over. Hap- it's happening. And it's, uh, you know, I'm not living it. Yeah. So. And it's funny that you say that. It, you know, us talking and sitting here, you're bringing up things that just bring up situations that have come up and that have been my teachers. So I was, I used to work at a nursing home. I was a house supervisor at a nursing home. And, um, one of the, the older ladies, she looked at me one day and she was like, you walk so fast. You need to stop walking so fast. And you didn't even realize it. I didn't realize it. And that day we have teachers all around us. It's where we're listening. Mm -hmm. She was my teacher that day to slow down and enjoy life. You know, whenever you're at whatever age you're at, it's those aspects of your life. You're you're really putting down re- roots in your career. You're doing or you're living in your career and you're, you know, knee deep in work. But really listening to those teachers that come up that, you know, are a present to you. And so ever since then, I have not walked that fast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what? You're right. I need mm-hmm. to slow down. And then all of a sudden, my environment around me wasn't like I used to say, I felt like I was like a top and everything was just spinning and everything was so fast. Whirling dervish. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But then ever since that day that she enlightened me that I was going too fast. And so I slowed down and I, with the curious eye of a child, I looked around and I was like, wow, everything else is starting to slow down too. So the way that we go about life, life comes at us the same. It matches, Mm -hmm. you know, we reap what we sow. We really do. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. Um, I'd like us to do a, a series of podcasts if you're up to that. Oh yeah, definitely. It might be good if we could, um, come up with certain topics, like what, you know, you can help me work on that. I have a plethora. I have (laughs) so many things that we could talk about. (laughs) You can tell this is my passion. I, and like I said, it's like, I'm kind of like that general practice in holistic care Mm -hmm. because I find every aspect fascinating, you know? Well, your business is named Kerma. um, um, And I wanted you to talk about where Kerma came from, uh, Kerma Holistics, but K-U-R-M-A. If you would explain that as you did to me. <laughs> so some people think it's called karma because of, you know, karma, you reap what you sow, but um, it's actually karma. So karma means turtle in Sanskrit, and Sanskrit is the verbiage of the yogic practice. So whenever you're doing the postures, you know, and they say all these fancy names, that's Sanskrit. So my great great aunt, whenever I was growing up, she used to call me Tortu, <laughs> and she used to call me Turtle, and so I just that just always stuck with me. And she was one of those females that she always brought humor, and also she they were the um, the house that all the stray dogs would go to. She was just always oh. loving open arms, yeah. and for me through this practice, I am loving open arms to whoever needs. Um, and so 
karma really stuck in there because that's what she called me. And um, so not everybody knows, but those of you who are familiar with the Native American culture, they really look to animals that show up in their life as messages, Um, kind of like intuitively you hear messages from God. Well, the Native Americans, um, they look at animals as they show up as messages. Like back in the day, there were certain rituals and certain things that they would do when certain animals would show up. But in this day and age, for me, I think it's very fun because I love animals. So I, um, I looked up turtle in this Native American, it's called Animal Speaks, and I love that book. But, um, and it said one of the big things with turtle is opportunity. And that's something that this business has brought me, you know, this practice has brought me because it's given me the opportunity to thrive instead of just survive. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I wanted to uphold that and bring that into the business itself that you know, karma being turtle, being opportunity, the meaning behind it, I want to bring that opportunity for others too. Right, right. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, you're here in Lafayette, Louisiana. Yes. And you're on um, Rue Louis. Rue Louis off mm-hmm. of Collie Saloon. And people can find out more about you at karmaholistics.net. Yeah, yeah. I think this is it. I'm really looking forward to learning more through you. Well, I'm looking forward to sharing. <laughs> yeah, I think you were a messenger sent to me because I had <laughs> let the podcast be dormant the last few months and your your excitement about what you do was like a, a, a nudge from the mm-hmm. universe to get back in the saddle <laughs> and I want to thank you for that. Yes, no problem. Yeah. Well, we can show gratitude together Good, because that honestly, gratitude practice is so important also in everything we do and, you know, I really show gratitude to God and for nudging us and pushing us in places and we just need to listen. Mm-hmm. And so that night whenever I was, you know, scrolling through and I was like, oh, let me reach out. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did. I want to thank Kimberly Tebow, owner and founder of Kerma Holistics, a nursing approach for being on the show today. And uh, I'd like to thank our listeners. We're trying to build this podcast and it's a sister podcast to Discover Lafayette. And I feel very honored to partner with Raider, uh, who helps me in all I do, their IT work. Um, want to thank them and I want to thank you for listening. And please visit our, our website to nourishyourhealth.life. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to me for ideas for shows, I can be reached at janajanswift.com. So on behalf of Nourish Your Health, this is Jan Swift. Thank you. Thank you.